0: Hello and welcome to Encouraging Others in Loving Jesus. I am your host, Kim Smith, and we are on episode 146, Getting More Than You Bargain For. So, I don't always tell you when and where I am broadcasting from, but this time, I have to. So, number one, you can kind of hear, if you've heard this podcast before, you can tell that I don't have a lot of a voice. And uh, so I am broadcasting from what was supposed to be the last weekend of December in 2021. And right now we are in the midst of the COVID variant Omicron. And it is spreading like wildfire. So, I normally, at the latest, I do this broadcast on Sunday for it to release on Monday morning. Well, that just wasn't what was meant to be. And I had to, in the midst of waiting six and a half hours yesterday at an urgent care in order to get a COVID test, I could not help but think about the title of this podcast. What is it for today? It is getting more than you bargained for. <laughs> Excuse me. And I'm sorry if I cough at times. I've got a cough drop in. But, well, you know, sometimes you you, you get sick. Like you just do and, and you do what you can to not. And uh, then you just work through the consequences. But yesterday, so when you think of going to an urgent care now, I know it depends on the region, but if you think about going to an urgent care, more than likely, you don't think about being there more than maybe an hour or two. Like, that's just just how my brain works. Well, I got there yesterday at noon, and when I got there, there was a line out into the parking lot down 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 the road. And I'm like, okay. And I checked to make sure I was in the right line, which I was. Then I get in that line and it doesn't really seem to be moving. Like I've been in lines at the thrift store and even though it's long, it moves. And I just kept trying to figure out the process. And uh, I kept trying to focus on the silver lining because it was a beautiful day. And if you got to stand in a parking lot for what ended up being six and a half hours of the total time there, Well, it was a nice day for it. Like we get more than we bargained for. And and usually we don't mean that in a positive sense, do we? I mean, we get more than we bargained for sometimes in a positive sense where we may get, you know, we may take a job and we thought it was going to be, you know, baseline And then all of a sudden we get a promotion, like we got more than we bargained for. I mean, but we usually don't use that phrase. Usually when we use that phrase, we're talking about it in a negative context. We've been working our way through the book of 1 Samuel, and we've especially been talking about David and his conflict with his stalker, Saul. And we will get back to that next week. But I intentionally wanted to take out this little set of scriptures. It's not much. And with my voice, that's a good thing. And I wanted us to look at this small passage that probably you've never heard anybody talk about before. So the passage that came before it, we talked about last week. And I would love for you to go back and look at it, listen to it. Because... You're introduced to Abigail. And we're going to hear about Abigail again today, but it's just going to be a blink. But she is the main character of today's story. Last week, we were talking about the fact that her husband, Nabal, was just a mean man. Literally, his name meant fool. And he was acting very foolish. David and his men had been very helpful. Now, Nabal was a businessman and he had a lot of livestock. He had a lot. And whenever it was time for him to get his money from sheep shearing and different things, David just sent messengers and asked for a little bit of money, not anything unreasonable. And Nabal just went off. Like, who is this son of Jesse? I mean, he just made a a mess of himself. And Abigail could see this is literally going to lead to destruction not only of Nabel, but very well of the servants and possibly herself. So she steps up and she goes and she talks to David and she talks very reasonably. And we talked last week about the fact that there are times where we need to be the person who is the voice of reason. And, David needed that, and David thanked her. David's like, you kept me from doing something I shouldn't have done because he was impulsive. He was going just on anger, not on righteous anger, but on just his own anger because this man had offended him. And at the end of last week, we saw that God took care of Nabal we talked about that vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. And sometimes that vengeance is this side of heaven or hell. And sometimes it is not, but trusting God to accomplish his purpose and to truly bring about justice. This week, again, is a set of scriptures that probably even, even, I, probably all of us have just read over it and thought, oh, that's interesting. And we didn't really stop and think about it. So it's 1 Samuel 25, 39 to 44. It says, when David heard that Nabal was dead, he said, praise the Lord who has avenged the insult I received from Nabal and has kept me from doing it myself. Nabal has received the punishment for his sin. Well, so far, so good. I mean, that's correct. And you hear me taking a little um, sip there just to try to keep lubricated enough to get through this. Then David sent messengers to Abigail to ask her to become his wife okie dokie. We find out at the end of this that the wife that David had, that being Michael, which was King Saul's daughter, he has given her away, which shouldn't surprise any of us since Saul is stalking David. And so he just gave David's wife away. Nice guy. But David sent messengers to Abigail to ask her to become his wife. Now, Abigail has lived with A foolish man for many years and we're not surprised at her response like you know i i'm a grief specialist and and there's this element of grief whenever your spouse dies but it's totally different when it is a spouse that is not dearly loved and you can tell that abigail well, she was over um, Nabal. And that's just a fact. That just is how it is. That doesn't mean that there's not grief. It's just, it looks different. But verse 40, when the messengers arrived at Carmel, they told Abigail, David has sent us to take you back to marry him. Well, like David is the bomb. Like David is the up and coming. He's to be the future king of Israel, and how much Abigail knew about that, not, we're not sure. But she knew that he was this valiant warrior. She's excited. And we can't say that we blame her on that. And that's where this whole idea of today's lesson came from. From right now and in the next verse, you're going to think, you know, this has worked out very well for Abigail. Um, not only is her foolish husband gone, but now, and I just, it is not on me. I wonder how it would have worked out if like in that day and time, if she could have run the family business because he had a profitable business. But to run off with David sounded better, obviously. So, verse 41, she bowed low to the ground and responded, I, your servant, would be happy to marry David. I would even be willing to become a slave washing the feet of his servants. Quickly getting ready, she took along five of her servant girls' as attendants, mounted her donkey, and went with David's messengers. And so she became his wife. I mean, so far, this is like a very odd romance novel. And we're all cheering for Abigail, aren't we? Like, she's been through a lot. We have no idea how much, but we know she's been through a lot. And she had the courage to stand up to David and the just the, the savvy. I mean, she was just very intelligent in her talking points. Not all of them. Some of them were not the best. But, I mean, she's getting what seems like a really good deal. But where the plot turns is in 43. David also married Ahinoam from Jezreel, making both of them his wives. Uh Uh-oh. There's a plot twist none of us saw coming. And imagine being Abigail. You have just been given what you think is the greatest honor of your life. You're going to marry David. David, the nice-looking, ruddy, killed Goliath, like man's man, former commander of Saul's army. Like, just, you're so excited. And then he doesn't take back his marriage proposal to you. He just adds on another one. I just, I cannot even fathom what Abigail would have been thinking. And we, this is the only time we encounter Abigail in scripture, so we don't know. And then verse 44, I mentioned earlier, Saul, meanwhile, had given his daughter Michael, David's wife, to a man from Galem, named Palti, son of Laish. I just, uh, I just started thinking about the times in life where we end up getting more than we bargained for. Whether it be relationships, where we go in and we think this is either going to be a romantic relationship that is going to change our lives forever in a good way, and it ends up the worst train wreck of our life, or it is a friendship that ends up turning into just darkness on all fronts. Or it may be a job that we thought, this is going to be awesome and I'm going to have these benefits and I'm going to have all these opportunities. And we get in there and it's like, oh my goodness. God allows us to walk into circumstances that are more than we bargained for. He does. And if you look at, let's say, the book of Hosea, definitely hadn't thought about using that as an example, but God just laid it on my heart. When you look at the book of Hosea and the story of him and Gomer in particular, you find out that Hosea got more than he bargained for. Oh, my goodness, did he. Uh, the book redeeming love by Francine rivers is supposed to hit the big screen this year. You want to see something? I don't, I haven't seen the movie, but I've read the book, you know, just a, a more modern day portrayal of what it would be like to have been in Hosea's shoes. It just, Hosea got more than he bargained for. And he was walking in the center of God's will. But so many times we get more than we bargained for and it's because we have made bad choices. Let's just be honest. Like my situation yesterday with my six and a half hours at the urgent care, that wasn't a bad decision on my part. It literally was the only game in town is what I was learning from the people standing in line. But how many times do we get more than we bargained for? because we've made rash decisions. You know, I think about David in the other in the first part of 1 Samuel 25. David was about to get more, more than he bargained for. Not that I think that David would have been defeated by Nabal and his workmen, but he was going to end up with consequences as a result of his rash decision. And so... I point back to James 1, which we've gone over this verse so many times, but it's one of the most applicable verses in all of Scripture. It says, if you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. Like God has made a blanket promise that if we need wisdom and we ask him, he will give it. always point back to that game show and I don't remember the name of it because I'm not a game show person, but it's that game show where you, you try to answer questions. And if you don't know the answer, you have certain people who are your lifelines and you can call on them and say, which answer is correct. And they're supposed to, you know, they're going to give it their best shot. Like you and I, if we have Christ. As the center of our life, if we're in relationship with him, we have the greatest lifeline. We have the source of all wisdom on the other end of our phone, so to speak. And yet we don't use it. Just like David ran off because he was angry and about did something really stupid. We do that too. How many times have we just plowed headlong into what seemed like this wonderful situation and we get there like poor Abigail and we find out, oh my goodness, you've got to be kidding me. I I just feel for Abigail. Like as I looked at these scriptures and I kept trying to figure out, God, what do you want us to learn from this? think there's a huge lesson do you see her at any point saying god should i accept david's offer of marriage what should i do we don't see that we just see her jump headlong into what she thinks is going to be a great great situation for her and we don't know if she's married we have no not married we know she's married and her husband has died we don't know if she's got kids. We don't know, you know, what what situation she's jumped into. But like, Abigail, it had to be crushing. I know she said she'd be willing to become his slave washing the feet of his servants. But I have a feeling that that really wasn't what she was thinking. She's thinking, I'm going to be David's wife. And one of these days, I'm going to be queen. My mother used to use a phrase, and I have no idea exactly what it meant. I know how she meant it, but I don't know exactly what it meant. And it meant queen for a day. And sadly, that's what Abigail ended up being. She was in a rotational pool of being queen. And we know from Scripture that David not only chose Abigail, and he chose Ahinoam, we know Bathsheba's around the corner, and there are others in the ranks. And then there are the lesser wives. But how about we we vow to not jump headlong into situations without looking with spiritual eyes and praying. Our weekly assignment feature is how can you stop yourself from leaping before you look carefully and pray? Like, what is going to help you? Is it a button in your pocket that's going to remind you that I need to slow down? I need to allow the Holy Spirit to open up my spiritual eyes and ears. And I need to ask God to show me, ask him to give me the wisdom that he's offered. You know, as we close out this this week's podcast, because... I still have a little voice, so I'm trying trying to do this in a timely manner. Like what what situation are you in where you got more than you bargained for? Was it because you weren't wise and you just jumped headlong, or was it because you truly you followed God's voice like Hosea did, and God just had plans for you to have more than you bargained for? in the midst of it because he's working out his grand plan. As we go into this next week or whenever you're listening to this podcast, for me, this next year, because it is just around the corner, how are we going to be wiser? How are we going to look not only with our earthly eyes, but look with spiritual eyes and stop? and pray and seek wisdom from the author of all wisdom. Thank you so much for hanging in here, especially with my voice the way it is today. If you have any questions, please reach out at encouragingothersinlovingjesus at gmail.com. We have our Facebook group, Encouraging Others in Loving Jesus. If you will request, I will let you in. After I get over this latest sin of illness, then I'm going to see what I can pull off um, to have some more highlights in the group. I may be able to pull that off as I get a little bit better this week because I will be home for a while. Uh, I just look forward to this next season of my life. But I want to be wise. I don't want to jump like Abigail did. And what David had the tendency to do. I want to be wise. And if I get more than I bargained for because I'm following the Lord, it's okay. But if I get it because I'm following my own impulses, it's not okay. So thank you very much for tuning in. And remember, it's always a trust and obey kind of day.